And we're back. A dinosaur story. Um, bit of a hiatus, but, you know, we didn't forget that we are podcasters first and foremost by the grace of God. <laughs> um, since you've um, since we've been gone, they, they England got a new king. That's how long we've been gone. Uh, Jerry died. Um, Jerry? Jerry Springer. He did die, yeah. Um, uh, Jerry, duh. It's like, Jerry Jones? No. <laughs> Yeah. I wish. But <laughs> when will Jerry Jones, the owner, fire Jerry Jones, the GM? This team is going to go nowhere if he's still running things. Like, I think Jerry Springer, they should make a movie about this guy's life. It's the most fascinating life of somebody that, like, that's an American icon. Yeah. But, like, you would never guess his life story before being a talk show host. Wasn't he, like, a municipal he's like a freaking mayor of Cincinnati mayor. <laughs> he was like the city council first like, uh-huh. and they became the mayor but then like paid a hook with a check it was just like that's pretty 70s stuff to do I mean how did that just think about the logistics uh, you paid a hooker with a check and you got busted you wrote your name on it Jerry Springer <laughs> aren't you the mayor oh <laughs> uh, but he escaped World War Two. His did family did. Like, he's from he's. If, if people didn't know this, Jerry Springer's British. He's born in the UK, and like his family, they're Jewish, I believe. Uh-huh. Like his um, grandparents escaped the Holocaust. Yeah. Um. So like, the fact that he's here is fascinating enough. Yeah. Like he literally escaped World War Two, and then climbed to be one of the biggest media titans of our generation. I mean, many generations, like Gen Xers, millennials. I don't know if Gen Z has the same appreciation as we do for Jerry, but like if you know, you spent countless summers watching Jerry Springer and watching Mari Povich and watching Jeopardy like I did. Um, and then Oprah at four, you know how it goes. One (laughs) o'clock, one o'clock was Jerry Springer. Two o'clock was Mari Povich. Three o'clock was Jeopardy. Four o'clock was Oprah. Five o'clock was the news. Six thirty was Will of Fortune. That if you from Dallas, that's real Dallas shit right there. You, <laughs> I ran down that schedule for you. Maybe you watch if 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 if, if it wasn't that's uh, after they. I think they ended um six o'clock. You follow me. You were watching Carmen San Diego. That's what you were doing. I think at four after Jeopardy, you were watching Arthur. I heard it clear as fucking day. <laughs> That Her- was that was my summer. Herb is pointing at the microphone. I'm pointing like a camera. Like, uh, I'm, I'm pointing at the microphone like I'm Bill Clinton. But no, you have to do like the finger thing like yeah. that. Don't you can't point with your finger. I point with your thumb. One o'clock Jerry. Two o'clock Maury. Three o'clock Jeopardy. Four o'clock Oprah. When you watched, what kid watched Oprah? I did. Um, or rocking around the clock. Yeah, that was um two o'clock. If you went down watching Maury, you were watching reruns of. Happy Days on like Channel 27 um, I forgot what it was on, on cable I think it was Channel 7 on cable or something weird like that um, on, or Dish but yeah those were my summers while I'm downloading stuff for the Sims on 56k modems clogging up my computer like why is my computer running slow because you've got 90% of the shit from the Sims on here and um, your computer's not going to you can't even you, you download it so much for The Sims, you can't play the game. And I'm sitting there waiting to download a couch of The Sims, watching um, 
I remember actually watching an episode of Fonzie Jumping the Shark. That episode did air that summer <laughs> in 01. I didn't know at the time that that's where that phrase came from. Yeah. But I knew that was an episode that was talked about a lot. The Jumping the Shark. And that episode did suck. Those later episodes, those later seasons. <laughs> late Happy Days was awful. Didn't need to happen. Outlandish or? Just did, did badly written. Just it, It's almost perfect that it was called Jumping the Shark. It's perfect. What else could it have been? <laughs> they literally did jump the shark. Like, it got so bad. Oh, but anyway, um, rest in peace, Jerry Springer. All I have to say, I mean, he kind of, if you remember, there was a summer. I think it was summer 01. There was Jerry TV, mm-hmm. where it was like reality TV type of vibe they had going. Where they would follow people around. Like, they would go to people's houses and, like, film there. Like, it was cheaters type stuff. Yeah. And it lasted only one season, but it was fascinating. Like, it it felt real. I know Jerry Springer's contrived. There's somebody I follow on Facebook that was on an episode of Springer. So random. She's like, yeah, I'll tell you what. She, they, she used a real name. Yeah. And then you see, like, celebrities were on Jerry Springer. Like, any wrestling fans listening... Um, Alex Abrahantes, the manager for the Lucha Brothers, was on Jerry Springer. And if you watch AEW again, the announcer was also on Jerry Springer. So random. <laughs> Justin Roberts and Alex Abrahantes were both on Jerry Springer. Um, and, like, I don't know how you get those quote unquote roles. Because um, he knew something was contrived about it. Yeah. But you wonder, like, how exactly did it happen? But yeah, I mean, did, were you a, um, I mean, I think 12 o'clock, you were watching Jane Jones too. Uh, I won't talk much about her, uh, but Jenny Jones would not be able to be aired today. Do you know much about Jenny Jones? I don't think that so. That show, <clears throat> I, I can't believe they aired what they aired on that show. Because it felt like, let's say, it felt like pedal bait. Really? On that show. Like... My 14-year-old daughter dressed like a whore. I'm like, why am I seeing this? But then, oh, you're, then you see. remember, it's like, I'm 14. And she's 14. But this isn't for me. Yeah. It was a disconnect. Oh, I see what you mean. It was yeah. like, if she went to my school, we'd be friends. Yeah. Because I'm also 14. But this is being filmed for adults. And why are we showing adults, kids who are dressing like floozies? And I'm like... Jerry Spring won't even do this. Like, yeah. why? The, man, look, t- talk show culture was a little different back in the day. I don't even know if they had the same weight anymore. Like, I think nowadays it's just like daytime television yeah. and like um, game shows now. But back in the day, the fact that you can name like off the top of your head 10 different talk show hosts, that, that's how big of a deal it was. Yeah. Donahue, Sella Jesse Raphael, Ricky Lake, Gabriel Cateras. Um, Yolanda, um, Queen Latifah had a show. Tempest Knight Bledsoe, Little Rudy, uh, not Rudy. Who was the um, Ke- Keisha Knight? Pulliam? Was it her? You no. lo- you've lost me. I've the only heard- the <laughs> middle daughter from the Cosby Show. Not Rudy, the older daughter. I don't know. I've never watched the Cosby Show. <laughs> good, good. Man, you can you know that the Snoop Dogg meme when you beat the Cosby Show fan allegations. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> It's like, good. You saw that other meme where it's like, when you hated something for no reason, but then you have a legitimate reason to hate them now. 
was me and Ronda Rousey. Was like, hate her for some reason. And then you realize she's a piece of shit. Like, oh, no, nah, I really hate her. But no, um, but yeah, talk show culture was a little different back in the day. And Jerry Springer was pretty much like, it. he changed the game. He didn't mean to, yeah. but it had, like, season two, he lost the show, basically. The show got away from him, because I think he had the KKK on his show, yeah, and um, got wild, and he didn't mean for it to get wild, it just got wild, and... Oh, that's when Jerry Springer became, like, Jerry Springer show? Yeah, it was, like, the first season was really serious, yeah. like, go watch the first season of Jerry Springer, you probably find some episodes on YouTube, it's a shock, it was like a button-down talk show, yeah, like... May as well have been Donahue or Oprah. Just serious discussions about stuff. And then second season, halfway through, it got wild. <laughs> and then I think he just leaned into it. Um, also, I will say this. I don't know what Jerry Springer or Maury Publish, for that matter, did with like the normalization of like... Um, your first time seeing a trans person was probably on Mari Povich or Jerry Springer. Oh, uh, like, it's like my like my son thinks thinks he's a girl. Or like they didn't know that their girlfriend um was trans. Yeah. It's like how does that work? Like as a kid I'm trying to figure this out. I'm yeah. 13, 14. I don't nothing about this world. Like I'm getting all my trans education from Jerry Springer. I was like, <laughs> how did they like they don't teach us sex ed in Texas like think about it I'm getting my sex ed from Jerry Springer that's how broken the system is here like we're absence only in Texas and then I'm like wait if she still has a penis and he didn't know how did he not know because you can't fathom butt sex when you're 14 like there's no wait what how did he not know like you and boy when you're 14 is like the map like you ever play a game like Age of Empires like the fog of war you're like something's missing I seen a butt in porn but I never seen them put it back there can you do that this is what happens we don't teach you sex ed yeah. you're trying to figure out butt sex on the fly you're like, if I'm being honest when I was a kid I thought everyone had penises like I thought women had penises I've heard that before uh, like yeah. cause you don't know any better I had a friend who thought I my cum was brown <laughs> he thought that seriously. He's like, wait, do you come white? I was like, yeah. I think he was, we were like eighth, ninth graders. I remember this, he was we were in the back of my friend's house. We were just talking about stupid shit. But he was legit curious about what color I just. I'm like, it's white. He thought I'd like, it's like chocolate milk. It's like, you get chocolate milk from brown cows? It's like, that's the same mentality. It's like, nah, man, I come white, don't. I didn't even ask, like, why do you yeah. want to know this? And I never asked follow-up questions in high school. It was just that like, I answered you, and then we just kept going. Yeah. One girl was like, are you on crack? No. And then she was like, okay. I should have followed up. I'm like, what made you think that? <laughs> I won't say her name. She knows who she is. She's not listening. She's a teacher. Were you, were you like, uh, had you just finished eating powdered donuts? No, nah, I was all over the place, <laughs> as I am all the time. And we were in group discussion. It was in Miss Steele's 11th grade U.S. history class. She's a hippie. And she would appreciate it today because of the walkouts. She also used to always complain, you kids, they don't, you guys don't protest nothing. Because she was a hippie. She grew up in the 60s. Yeah. She would always complain about how kids don't, like, demonstrate. And then, like, the year after I graduated, they had those walkouts because yeah. of the, um, the Dream Act, yeah. I think. was I think that was, like, the first time it was going to be, like, they're going to, like, repeal it or something. Yeah. It was like 
a quarter million kids walked out in Dallas to the city hall. I bet she appreciated that. But now Miss Stills class, we had like a group discussion, and like we got put in groups, and I forgot who the other girl was, but Rachel was like, "Are you on crack?" I'm like, "No," um, but I didn't follow up. But um, no, nah, um, so yeah, Jerry Springer was probably your first introduction to like the idea of. Of course, they they were the 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 language would have didn't didn't age well, you know. They they never acknowledged that the person was trans. Yeah, it was always like, oh, it's a, it's that movie. What movie was that with Jerry with Ricky Lake? That the magazine. I remember seeing this every day. I felt like every day on HBO at my cousin's house, they was reading the magazine titles. Chicks with dicks. That was the <laughs> that that phrase stuck with me for the rest of my life. Yeah. So they never really acknowledged that the person was trans. It was like, oh, she has a, she's a man with a penis, or like, she has a dick, and let like the audience fill in the blanks. Right. But like, yeah, Jerry Springer, he raised me a little bit because yeah. a lot of my sexual like understanding came from that show. Because I would have never understood the concept that a woman could have a penis. I would have never understood that concept. Um, I would have dwelled on it because that's the, the stuff they keep from you. It's school. They would, of course, nowadays. Boy, yeah. Jesus Christ! Could you imagine? Like people love to say that, like, "Oh, we're soft," but they were the same people that would complain about Jerry Springer being on TV. Yeah. But it's like, hey, if you watch, they're not being the most favorable towards that group of people. Yeah. Uh, but those shows were of the time. Yeah. And it's funny. I know this is a tangent. Connie Chung is viral. I went on like a trending topic today. It's so weird that Connie Chung and Marty Povich are married to each other. Are they really? Because, like, she's, like, a respected journalist. Yeah. And he does what he does. <laughs> it's like, how do they coexist? She's, like, buttoned up. And, like, she's like, honey, what'd you do today? Oh, yeah. Um, this lady came back for the 30th time looking for her baby's daddy and couldn't find him. Uh, just another day in, in the life of Marty Povich. So, because I, I, was, I wasn't, I didn't know right away. But then, like, of course, he's Connie Chung. And Mario Povich, like, she's not Connie Povich. It was like, wait a minute, they're married? There's two different people. Like, she's a respected journalist. Yeah. And it's like Hillary being married to Bill Clinton. It's like, he's way different than Hillary. How is this a thing? This dude's horned up all the time, and Hillary seems repressed. Like, how are they a couple? But again, Mario didn't start off that way. It was also one of those button up, button down shows. Yeah. Something got away. He, he had the fat babies. You remember that? He had the fat babies. Did like, he? My kid weighs 100 pounds and he's three <laughs> years old. He can't stop eating. I was like, you got to stop feeding the kid. Like, it's not... That kid was... Think about it. Three years old, 100 pounds. You can't even speak full sentences. Yeah. Pretty fucking scary. It's like, how do I talk to you, kid? Like, I can't have a conversation with you. Uh, but yeah... I think, uh, but anyway, yeah, Jerry Springer teaching woke. I'm sorry, rotten hell. <laughs> who? <laughs> Wait, who? Wait, what's that again? I was just kidding. Oh. Jer Jerry Springer teaching you woke stuff. Oh yeah, well yeah. Oh, <laughs> I can't believe like he was. I can't believe he would bring into the households of America. Why would like like bring back bring back the clans member? <laughs> <laughs> like, you remember when Jerry used to bring in the good old boys? You can bring them back. They had a message. Not these uh, these thugs with their girlfriends. Can you imagine one of those thugs? And it's just some black dude doing yeah. a button up. Some thug with my daughter. I was like, 
you can just say the word, man. Like <laughs> Jerry Spring was known for having like thirty second long beeps. Like he just heard yeah. beep, 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 beep. It was just mute and beeps for half the show. It's like the caption you put the captions on just says expletive. Like, all right, yeah, this show's unlistenable. I don't even know how they even if you think about it, it's all like one take stuff. Yeah. It's not like a T it's like it's like wrestling. But like they film all that in one take. And I wonder like how the censors are just they have to like comb the audio over and over. It's like we can't yeah. let a word go by. If we do, we're fined a half a million dollars. The FCC doesn't play. Um one um the one DJ in Nashville, he played like the emergency sound yeah. as a joke and got fined half a million dollars. Wow. It is like they it, it, it said it triggered something. It was yeah. like, wait, wait, what'd you do? You can't play that noise. Or he played a noise that sounded similar to it mm. as a joke. And it he they got flagged for it. And he he I'm gonna guess it was like the purge sound or something. Something like that. It was like around that time. Yeah. His name was Bobby Bones. And uh he was I think he was syndicated. But yeah. I couldn't imagine like letting that letting that like also like nipples used to happen. Also, he was just known for like an audience member that he was get, get asked questions. And like half the yeah. time it was a woman just flashing her tits. And like I just wanted jerry beads and like woo and just like you would just see pixelated boobies. And like and I'm a I was a perverted kid and a perverted adult. I remember asking my mom, hey, can we order the uncensored Jerry Springer pay-per-view? Because there was one. I don't know if you yeah. ever remember that. There was an uncensored pay-per-view. And I was like, you watch Jerry Springer. <laughs> it's not out of the realm of possibility I can ask for this. Yeah. What was I on? It's like... Did you get... No, we didn't. Uh, <laughs> we had to pull a leg to get WrestleMania twice. Um, but yeah, Jerry Springer, uh, Woke Warrior. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh... It, I just think about that stuff, right? It's the the things that he, in, he like Jerry Springer didn't really. He was the straight man. Yeah. He just presented things. He he platformed things, of course, but it wasn't like he wasn't like an active host. It was like I ask questions. Yeah. Straight up, a facilitator. Pretty much. Yeah. It wasn't like how Steve Harvey kind of enables perverted answers to questions. Yeah. It was like. He kind of presented the thing. It's like, yeah, and so you are dating her and her mom. And they don't know. Yeah. So we're going to send you to the back and then bring the mom out and then bring the daughter out and then bring you out. <laughs> He's just the instigator. Yeah. And so I just wonder, like, if the Jerry Springer show was prominent during social media, the hypocrisy that would have flown by because it was like, He's introducing you to trans people, but at the same time, it's not like he's endorsing it at yeah. the time. It was just like, here they are. And like, you get out of it what you want from the platforming of it. Um, and so, yeah, it. I just wish that Jerry Spirit was prominent now because it would have exposed the culture of war, how much of a fucking joke it is. Uh, which I'll touch on on our topic that we're going to talk about. Yeah. I got, I got some stuff to say. But anyway, Jerry Spring, rest in peace. Um, one of the titans of industry, I mean, of the big four, I won't use the Mount Rushmore words, racist. The big four, I mean, Oprah, Mari, who's the big four? Uh, Oprah, Mari. Dr. Phil. That's right. Yeah, he is one of the big four. 
he's probably the worst of all of them because like yeah. he pretends to know stuff. Yeah. And that's more dangerous to me. When he, <laughs> you pretend to be smart, like he just just because you put your name doctor in front of your name doesn't mean you are knowledgeable of everything. Like Neil yeah. deGrasse Tyson, he's a astrophysicist. He's not an all-knowing being. That's why you don't see Bill Nye everywhere. Yeah. He's, Bill Nye is probably more legit than Neil deGrasse Tyson, but you don't see Bill Nye everywhere. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the bit four, Jerry would have to be on the bit four for sure. But I forgot about Dr. Phil because. You wouldn't put Montel Williams. He used to traffic in psychics. <laughs> Good lord. I used to buy that shit too. Um, who else would have been? Donahue? No, he was just too boring at the time. Um, uh, yeah, it would have been. He's part of the big four. And Mario Pope is in his 80s too. But he's still at it. Um, I'm not doing a death pool. Like, who's next? But Yeah, it's. Yeah, it is shocking, like, because Jerry Springer was still active. He had a court show. Yeah, the Judge Jerry or something. Which, strange that, like, you can just do that. Yeah. Uh, just become a judge. Steve Harvey has one, too, which is even more bizarre. Uh, and so, yeah, he was still active doing things, still doing podcasts. What did he die of? Um, I guess probably some, like... Uh, oh, I think he, before looking up, I think he had pericardial cancer. Oh, okay. And, like, um, it was a recent diagnosis. And I'm on, I was, like, why am I searching? I'm searching on Facebook like an idiot. But he had pancreatic cancer, and I think he got him pretty quick. But I think, I don't know if the public, it was, I don't know if the uh, diagnosis was made public. Um, but, yeah, he, um, It normally has it here in a wiki. Cause of death. Yeah. His name is Gerald Norman Springer. Born in London during the World War II to refugees escaping the Holocaust. I mean, you would have thought I made that up. Yeah. <laughs> um, he has one child. You never hear about this child. Personal life. Let me see. Death. Yeah. He, um... A family spokesperson said that he had been diagnosed with pancreatic cancer a few months prior to his death. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it was pretty quick from diagnosis to his death. Uh, and so, yeah, pancreatic cancer, that's thats the one that moves pretty fast. I had a, my old, rest in peace, Mr. McClinton. Uh, he died of pancreatic cancer. Yeah, that's the one that gets you. Uh, I'm not sure, I think... Well, I'm not rating the cancers. Yeah. I think brain cancer is one of the worst ones. Breast cancer sucks. Um, colon cancer. It's a pain in the ass or her. Uh, <laughs> see, that's, that's dark humor. My aunt died of that. Um, and I stopped eating pork partially for that reason. Yeah. Red meat. Get a sick butthole. But no, um, pancreatic cancer is the one that gets yeah. you. And so, yeah, rest in peace, Jerry. Um, Wolf Warrior. Um, introducer of... Um, just flashing your boobs on TV for beads. Yeah. I mean, you didn't invent it, but you perfected it. No one does that now. They would have simultaneously called they would have simultaneously called him woke and unwoke. Think about that. Yeah. You let trans women on your show, but you let women show their boobs and the, they would short circuit. This was a time of girls going wild too. Yeah, yeah. Like this was the era of like kids listening at home. It was exciting to see people flash their boobs. Like that was exciting. 
not a big deal to you now because you basically get that no matter what. Yeah. But you'd have no clue when you're watching TV at one and two in the morning and you're seeing the word censored over some fat boobs and you're just using your imagination as hard as you can. Yeah. And then you learned later on on Access TV that they would show those commercials uncensored. Um, which I never had Where? access to. What? Uh, the Mark Cuban channel. He worked a deal or something to get those commercials or something. Something uh-huh. like that. It was like they needed programming to fill. Yeah. And from what I heard, they used to show those commercials uncensored, which pretty much is like giving the game away. It's like, why would I buy this? Well, you know, you see the same boobs every five minutes on the loop. I know. Uh, but yeah, and back then, guys, in the early, the, the, the turn of the millennium. Yeah. Seeing boobies, the word boobies was still cool to say. I'm not sure you know what sure what you call them. Tits? What do you kids say? Tits? Milkers. That's what you kids call them now, you <laughs> fucking weirdos. You call them milkers. Good lord. Milkers. That, and that, that only means big boobs to you, weird discriminatory kids. Yeah. Milkers. Boobies. Itty bitty titty committee. Stuff like that. Shout out all boobies. Anyway. Rest in peace, Jerry. You will be missed. I'm gonna flash a boob in your honor. <laughs> uh, so, uh, on a more serious town, you know, we are based in the DFW area. We are, and so I just wanted to give a, a quick uh, mention uh, about the uh, Allen, Texas shootings at the Allen Outlets. Uh, oh, yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. I don't know what to say. It it's, is, you know, it's one of those things where in America, it's it's a day that ends in a lie. Yeah. Where it's like another day, another mass shooting. And people don't understand what a mass shooting is. From what I remember, it's three or more people yeah. targeted or hit. And so mass people just think, oh, a lot of people. It's like, no, nah, it's... Like one, it's well, one is one is too many. One is too many. But like the fact that like three people or more are targeted or in the crossfire. Yeah. It's at a mall, and you would think, okay, malls are not a thing, but no, malls are still a thing. Yeah. Outlet malls in the suburbs. I know specifically in. I'm talking about Texas. That you yeah. know, we have like all the outlet malls out in the suburbs, like what the Tanger outlets. Yeah. I think Hillsboro has one. Like we we have a lot of outlet malls out in the out like in the. I don't want to say excerpts, but like yeah. out out there, and Allen Mall is Allen's one of those growing suburbs in the DFW. Yeah, and yeah, like you know, it is one of those things you you never expect that to happen when you're going shopping. And I mean, I'm on Twitter a lot, and you do see a lot of um, you do see it every now and again a shooting happen at a mall. Yeah, usually it's like a false alarm. Sometimes it's like oh, a loud bang happened. Yeah, and it's nothing. Something just fell. Or like maybe one shot went off, and it's not like somebody moving through the crowd or yeah. moving through. But in this case, it was. Yeah. And like they, I mean, like the the fact that they they knew the shop where he bought all of his guns and ammo, and the fact that he was discharged from the army. Yeah, with mental issues. I think he was discharged within 180 days. Yeah. And like the fact that like. There's no way to keep track of people who buy a bunch of ammo, a bunch of guns, and a bunch of, like, body armor. Yeah. They should track that stuff. Like, I don't... I'm not anti-gun. But I say, if you're going to buy that stuff, you should have nothing to hide if they track you. 
because you're either doing security or you're either you're either law enforcement won't go into that guys you know I feel the law enforcement um, I love cops <laughs> what you gonna do when Sheriff John Brown comes for you I'm smiling um, but yeah like if, if you are a law abiding citizen they should be able to track you yeah like people gun owners are for background checks they're, they're for that like the fact that even gun owners are being held hostage by the lobby groups of people who don't want people to be tracked yeah and he was allowed to plan this out in the open he was Pretty using much, a Russian yeah. social media site ok.ru and like the discussion of people are learning really quick that you don't have to be white to be a white supremacist. Right. Yeah. Like that was like, uh, it, like the like the aftermath. Like oh, he had ties to white supremacy or something like that. And, and people made a joke out of that. Yeah. Here. Oh yeah. I've been working on this rain all day. Not all day. I know we're gonna talk about this. Hey libertarians, I hope you listen to this because you're all pieces of shit. Libertarians, listen to me. The fact that libertarians were going out of their way to separate a Mexican guy having a swastika and SS tattoos. Yeah. They separated that. Just to make fun of the fact that he was a Mexican with those tattoos. Yeah. Not the fact that he was a white supremacist or a Nazi. If okay. There are Nazis in every country, like pretty uh, much. Please, for the love of God, just look at World War II. Yeah. Where do you think the Nazis went? Why do you think they're German last names in South America, guys? Yeah. It's not hard. <laughs> you ever see somebody who speaks Spanish with a German last name? I'm not saying they're Nazis. I'm not saying that. But they left. Why are Italians in Argentina, guys? They left. Like, yeah. they're escaping the war, or they were escaping something else. But fascism exists in Central and South America. Yeah. Because of World War II. Yeah, it's going on Wikipedia, like, and then I'm sure there's, I know that there is pages of, like, you know, when you look up, uh, like, Nazi parties, and you see them in all the different countries. Yeah. They're, like, Nazi party of... Mongolia or something like that. Yeah, they like exist. this. It's like any ideology that existed. It they they spring up from extreme to like socialist parties, communist parties, anarchist parties. But then you got Nazi parties, and like you said, all over the world. You know, shockingly, Central and South. You would think if you were not curious about stuff like that and it's not to say that you had to be knowledgeable about, knowledgeable about everything yeah it is shocking if you don't think if like it's like wow he's a mexican with nazi tattoos on the outset that is shocking yeah but then you just dig in a little bit it's like oh it makes sense because of world war ii and like or it just that ideology that ideology resonate with people yeah the fact that there is one race of people that's superior over the others but they can't see that they wouldn't be part of that. Like, Aryans wouldn't want them. Right. But the ideology of there being a master race resonates. Or the stuff about being, just hating black people, hating women, hating trans people, just hating groups of people. Yeah. That also resonates with people. And so the, the Nazi ideology falls into that. Right. And so people, you, you are you libertarian? I'm not done with libertarians. I'm, I'm getting back. <laughs> So they went out of their way to laugh at, oh, how is he a white supremacist? Okay, he's a Nazi. What do you want? Yeah. Because they know they know that saying white supremacist is too close to home. Because libertarians love to say, 
oh, libertarians, all we want to do is smoke weed and have our guns with our gay neighbors. Yeah. When January 6th happened, they were quiet. I called that shit out the day it happened. I was like, hey, libertarians, how y'all doing today? Because y'all are quiet. Everybody else is saying stuff. Yeah. You guys are quiet. Republicans are upset that it's happening because they're making them look bad. You got people who are far left saying, told you so. We told you it was going to happen. Yeah. You know, people who, socialists, communists, anarchists, they told you guys it was going to happen. Liberals are shocked. This is not my America. Um, Republicans were upset because it makes the party look bad. But libertarians were really quiet. <laughs> why? The day it happened, I'm like, why are you guys so quiet that this happened? I thought you guys were like anti-government, not anti-government, like small government. Yeah. But you guys wanted to install a forever president. And they like to pretend like they don't like Trump. It's like, how come every time there's some racist bullshit that happens, that flag is there? Yeah. You guys like to deny that you guys are not that. But that Gadsden flag is always where the races are. Right. How is that possible? It's like the Olympics. Hey, that's the American. That's the Americans, right? That's that's the Japanese, right? That's the Chinese. Oh, that's the Libertarians. Whoa, what what <laughs> game are you guys playing? It, every time there's some bullshit, that flag's there. And they were really quiet about it. And then Spike Cohen, the Libertarian vice president candidate. Yeah. Oh, the Boogaloo boys are no big deal. Like, you you see this, right? They're playing your face. Libertarians right. will just they can't they can't hold it in for very long. That. What they want is power for themselves, and they know the best way to do it is through the Republican Party. Yeah. Because if they were truly principled, they would be how people claim to be centrist. Oh, no matter, I'm, I'm policy over party. Libertarians love to pretend that they are policy over party. Yeah. But they know deep down that they have to align with the Republicans. Right. Uh, how you get the Rand Paul and um, Paul Ryan and you get Ted Cruz, those are all libertarian dudes. You, DeSantis, a lot, there's a lot of libertarians in the Republican Party. They don't. Yeah. But they don't run as that. They, they're not independents. They're Republicans. Uh, because Republicans know you've got to be a unified front. Yeah. Democrats, they like to do purity testing. They like to be, well, I don't, that's too far left. Like, man, Republicans don't care if you're too far right. Right. So now you're seeing it. Those people, people online are scrambling to cover for this guy. Because it's like, wow, he, he was literally inspired by Lives of TikTok. Yeah, yeah, I think he, I saw that post. And jokingly, Haya Raichik would post, she posted stochastic terrorists on her profile, on her bio, as yeah. a joke. The moment that came out that that shooter was inspired by Luke TikTok, she took that off her bio. Wonder why? Because they know what they want. Yeah. The moment they get what they want, they run the other way. Oh, we didn't do this. The bomb threats that happened whenever um, Lips of TikTok was saying that the Boston Children's Hospital was performing procedures on children they were not doing, yeah. that they legally can't do. The hospital, I think, in Tennessee got a bomb threat after that. These are what the people want, but they can't openly say that they called for it. Yeah. So when you got a person who openly followed certain people and say that he was inspired by them. The people who inspired him are going out of the way. Oh, he's a psyop. Or he's yeah, yeah, a, I saw that. It's yeah. like, like I saw this one, uh, like that, uh, like this dumb theory, uh, where it was like, why, like, why would he be posting to no followers? Like, it's like, like it was a journal. It was like, the, it's a journal. I mean. Duh! How many, how many killers do we know that had journals? 
Ted Kaczynski, the Zodiac Killer, like the uh, the Columbine. I think they had a drum. Like yeah, um, yeah, they did. Um, Timothy McVeigh, I believe. Yeah. So, it's just like any blog, guys. It's yeah. Social media is not. People conflate social media being things that we're showing people to see. Yeah. No, sometimes it's just an archive, a personal archive. Right. Yeah. And that's what he was using it as. Some people they use Facebook as a picture dump or photo albums. Yeah. Like I can't keep all these phones pictures on my phone. Like on the uh, like, I'm not sure if you've seen on the un uncrusting, crusty photos like, uh, Danny posting where there's like a guy. Yeah, he, <laughs> he, I mean, like he, literally he had like, no one. Like, he's like the 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 good guy version of this. Yeah, because he's posting shooter. he's posting so much, and it's like wild stuff. Like and him, like you see, like you see a comment on there, and you go in there, it himself commenting on his own post. Yeah, like it's him, like photoshops of him, and he's, he's with like cosplayers at conventions. Yeah, but like he's a prolific poster. Yeah, and he's not posting for anybody. Yeah, he's posting as an archive. Or that's his creative outlet. Yeah. And so, yeah, some people use social media as an outlet, not to be seen. And so for people to, I mean, it's almost as if you could have written this as a like a joke character, this guy, this this killer. Yeah. His profile picture on his YouTube was a smiley face with a Hitler mustache. Yeah. Like, how much of a joke? Like, that's like, that's elementary school creativity. Yeah. Like, if that was a psyop, they would have done something a little different. Like, but I can't speak for a side. I'm not one. I don't operate that way. Yeah. I don't know what the CIA does or the FBI. How they... Herb is winking right now. Yeah, I'm talking. winking really. Like, <laughs> something like that, man. It's the, the Texas allergies, man. You know how they go. Uh, they're, they're, they're trying to activate the Havana syndrome on Yeah. Um, you know, um, which... What was that? The Havana syndrome? I never dug into... It was just weirdest it thing. It was made up. Why did they... Why? What I was... Don't know. But they get free health care. Wow, what a scam. I got the, um... What can I make up? I think it's just from all the guilt of all the torturing that they do. Oh, yeah, I got... The, the, you should get... You should, DeSantis has Guantanamo Syndrome. That son of a bitch. Uh, by the way, you heard... It came out that he was the one that kind of suggested the the, the the tube feeding. That was his idea. Really? That was his idea to make it hurt. Yeah, he denied that, like... he Remember he, he was called out on it? He didn't deny that he was there. He was like, how would that guy know that I was there? You didn't deny that you were there. You just said, how would he know I was there? Oops. And it came out that he suggested that you make that process hurt. Mm -hmm. The the the, uh, the feeding tube to the nose. Yeah. And this is gonna be this this is the second the second um most popular candidate for Republican Party. Yeah. Mr. Guantanamo. Anyway, tangent. But yeah. Some of you people got it. If that's if a panic syndrome is code for guilt, a lot of y'all got what other cities could we attach to this shit? Birmingham syndrome, a lot of y'all got that. <laughs> a lot of you got Memphis syndrome. A lot of you got um New York City syndrome. Giuliani does. He remember when Biden roasted his ass? He's like, everything he says, it's now on verb, 9-11. Like, God damn, <laughs> you, you gotta retire from public life after that one. He got you, but now, now on verb nine eleven is the funniest shit I heard. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, he's short circuited. Anyway, back to the point. So yeah, um, here's the, here's the thing. We we're talking off camera about or off yeah. off mic. Okay, so the talk is we need to ban TikTok because the Chinese are stealing our 
are stealing our um, information, yeah. our data. But we all know that Facebook does the same thing. Right. And more efficiently since it's in America. Right. We've uploaded decade and a half worth of pictures to Facebook. Yeah. So they got us for not a half our lives, but a good third of our lives, a good chunk of our lives. They know what we look like. Right. They know what our political party leanings are. They know what we buy. They know where we live. They know what we consume. They know, they know whose pictures we're looking at. Exactly. They know how long we linger on a profile. They know all that stuff. Yeah. But yet we don't go after Facebook, but we go after TikTok. I bring all that up to say, because this killer, he posted all his stuff to a Russian social media site. Yeah. Well, I know VPNs exist, but shouldn't the larger argument be that we should we should monitor certain people on social media and we should know all the social media sites everywhere like what are the like the CIA should know yeah all of that stuff yeah the, we, they have guys on you know OKRU yeah like, like like don't like we know that there's Americans that go to the Middle East and join the Taliban yeah we know that and so if that can happen then we we should be monitoring all social media sites I'm not saying big government and this and that but I'm saying it's like the fact that there was a time where they were flagging they were they were doing some like content flagging on Facebook but if they did it they admit it it's like if we if we implement this thing it's gonna flag a lot of Republicans yeah because they're all racist so that's why they don't implement it but I guarantee you if it flagged leftists Democrats they would they would implement it today yeah yeah so we are think about that think about how silly that sounds we are afraid to keep people safe on social media because it's going to offend a political party yeah and this is the same political party that says TikTok's the problem so they acknowledge that social media can be tracked and that data can be tracked and behaviors can be tracked but yet they will allow, they openly will allow it on Facebook and not want to shut down Facebook but they go out to TikTok because China bad. Yeah. And I'm like, they don't see the hypocrisy in that. Like, they're just, I, I think they're upset that China is better at getting Americans' data than Americans are getting Americans' data. Yeah. Because we do it on Facebook all of the time. And if it truly mattered, we would, we would regulate social media. It is not just Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. It would be the foreign sites too. Because they could be accessed still. And as you saw, notice how he didn't post this on Facebook. Yeah. He posted this on OKRU. But he was comfortable with posting this on YouTube because he did the face reveal. Oh, yeah. Where he had the um, ghost face mask. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, oh, this is not what you're expecting because he was a Mexican. Yeah. As uh, with Nazi tattoos. And then people were going out of their way. Oh, by the way, the dude, the mugshot of the dude they showed... Was not him. And he should sue the living shit out of everybody. Yeah. Newsmax showed that man's face as the shooter, and it wasn't him at all. There's a, like, there's a lot of Mauricio Garcias in the world. Yeah, like, it's... Come on, guy. Like, white people, of all people, should like, know they're all out there, Like, there's, like, oh, the tattoo's here. and Or, like, there's, a, like, you kind of see a tattoo... On like, his, on and his it hand. matches the you know the one where you got shot down. It's like, it's like no, it's like it's a Dallas tattoo. You know, but hey guys, that that guy whose picture you found on Facebook does not have that tattoo. Yeah, by the way, we Dallas love we love that triple D. We love that logo here. We fucking love it. 
That's a cool. Now you can't have it. Now <laughs> I felt bad for Fort Worth because he got like the Dallas in like old English, but he got the official Fort Worth tattoo, like the logo, the Longhorn uh-huh. with the Fort Worth. Like God damn Fort Worth. I'm sorry, guys. He got your official logo. <laughs> oh, what a bad break. But then also he got the Dallas D. So I guess bad breaks all around. Yeah. He that's like the tourism might take a hit. Uh, I'm not making light of this, but I'm making light of this. The guy, the guy had a. RWDS patch, yeah. right wing death squad patch, and the site where he bought it from, you you can't find the link anymore. Hmm, why not? It's almost as if they either are oblivious who uh, who buys that shit, or they didn't want to be attached to the killer because the patch was visible yeah. on the body, and you go there and you can't find it. I wonder why. <laughs> then, like. What happened to free speech? Yeah, like why you why you censor yourself? Just know this: right wingers will love to call for certain things. They will love to suggest that we get suggest that we get rid of abortion. Suggest that we should make in the racial marriage a, a states' rights thing. Suggest that um, we look into trans health care. Suggest that. Um, we we look after um, drag. Oh, by the way, they wrote a new bill. They amended the bill. They took drag out of the bill. They're, they the Republicans did it because it, it's not popular. Yeah. As much as they think that Republicans want it, it's not popular. Yeah. In like, Tennessee or here? Texas, oh, they re- okay. they amended the. They're gonna trying to try to pass something else. Yeah. They should strike that shit down no matter what. Like now they can't put it back in. You took you you bargained backwards. Yeah. You hustling backwards. They 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 realize that that, that a lot of that stuff is just non-starter shit yeah nobody cares about the culture war more than a politician who can make money off of it that's why Ted Cruz was selling Dr. signed Dr. Seuss books weirdo but I do say this about the shooter I don't know his name don't care to rest in piss bozo um this is not to be a doom and gloom guy but this was at a mall yeah and if you start to put two and two together, we all know that this is not going to be the last one. Right. There's somebody else inspired by the same group of people this guy was. Yeah. Thinking that he can, or they, whoever, it's usually a dude, but they can do this too. They can ride for the cause. And we hear the rhetoric out there against yeah. certain groups of people. Who's to say? That, like, what's it going to take for them to act on, like, gun control or at least, at the very least, a database? Yeah. No one wants to take your freaking guns. They just want to say, who's buying this stuff? Because we don't even know who's buying it. Yeah. Like, the fact that Greg Abbott was like, we need to be number one in gun sales. And we allow for permitless carry. What is wrong with you? Yeah. Like, what is that? That's bad. That's That's broken. We allow, you can't drunk drive. That's, you may as well allow drunk driving. At this point, it's the same shit. Yeah. Because you have to have a license to drive, and you can't operate a motor vehicle while intoxicated. But you got to see, it's not in the Constitution. And <laughs> it's the people who say, well, you need the Second Amendment to protect the first. I'm like, you can't count the two. Because the First Amendment is the First Amendment for a reason. Because they know that without the First Amendment, the Second Amendment reigns supreme. And then people will just rule with guns. Yeah. Like, it wouldn't even be to the point where people love to say, 
well, you got to hear both sides and you got to hear, you got to let them speak. It wouldn't even get to that point. We already see how it, people were escalated to weapons and, 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 and violence. We see that. So like people who say, we, that's the all, by the way, that rhetoric is just sell guns, guys. That, that's not profound. When people say we need the second limit to protect the first, that's not profound. It's a good t-shirt. It's, that's all it is. It's a t-shirt. It's a bumper sticker. It's a decal on a F-350 that's that's shooting coal. That's, that was a, was it, what do they call it? Burning coal? What do they call that? There's an expression. Uh, rolling coal? Rolling coal. Yeah. They're, they're rolling coal. Like, that's all that is. It's just a decal to sell at a fucking Cabela's. And it means nothing. It means nothing. I'm not, like I said, I'm not anti-gun, but I, it, it's always, they love to say, we need to worry about getting the guns out of the hands of criminals. Well, let's start with everybody who's committed a mass murder are criminals, and we're not getting the guns out of their hands. Yeah. Everybody who buys a gun, most of them start out as law-abiding citizens. Yeah. Then there's a crime of passion, there's a domestic dispute, there's a road rage, there's a dispute with a neighbor. And then all of a sudden they're criminals. Yeah. All it takes is you to fire the trigger at somebody. You're a criminal. So for them to say, we got to get the guns of the bad guy's hand. Everybody who buys a gun, most of them started with good intentions. Right. So it's, that's also just empty rhetoric. Because it's, you don't know who a criminal is until they do a criminal act. Right. Then, then that's profiling. And we know what they mean by that. The dangerous... They mean non-white people. That's what they mean. Yeah. We need to get their hands out of guns out of criminals. What does that mean? Because we don't know what criminal is unless you're profiling people. Yeah. And we know how you profile people. We know who's allowed to get away with stuff and who who isn't allowed to get away with stuff. We saw it already with the fucking murderer in the subway in New York City. Yeah, yeah. They didn't release his name. They let him get away scot-free. Then somebody was like, oh, I went to school with that guy. Yeah. And dug him up out the yearbook. And found them. They did more investigative work than the NYPD. The same NYPD who, by the way, they can't fight. You seen the hockey game? That the NYPD, the fire, in the fire department hockey I don't game. Think so. It's cathartic shit because <laughs> it's the NYPD and in, 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 in fire department. They yeah. have an annual hockey game yeah. on Long Island. Jesus. And um, there's a few fights. Cops lost all of them. They can't fight. <laughs> that fireman rinsed the shit out of that guy. I mean, laid him on his ass and like that fireman was feeling it he was flexing his muscles <laughs> pointing at his arms and he lost the fucking match they somebody was like wow they gave up six goals then Mulan indeed <laughs> god damn it so the, this is the NYPD that like invented the chokehold yeah so they probably saw it that Marine Marine by the way who did this shit yeah oh it's a me type B oh just like me for real and they let him get away with that shit. Meanwhile, I think the story is in Philly. A little girl got killed, and they were gonna charge these dudes for killing them. Yeah. And they didn't do it. They were giving them life in prison. Or they found out the cops did it. Those cops are getting probation. What? Wow. So you were gonna give those dudes life, but then you found out the cops didn't. The cops did it. The cops get probation. So we we see the game. You know how cops love, they love the military. Yeah. It's like, oh, a Marine did that. They couldn't wait to shake his dick. About that, they, they probably was like, man, they, you know, they did the thumbs up. They did the wink and the nani. Shoot off the donuts one day, man. Yeah. You did it. <laughs> and so, like, we see, we know what they mean when they say the hands of criminals. Because they already, 
know who the criminals are. Yeah. We know about the Black Panthers and how, like, they when they started getting guns, the NRA, they start to say, hey, NRA, we got to do something about this. Yeah. The Negroes are getting guns. What are we going to do about it? And so, so we know what they mean by that. So, I don't want to be like one of those dudes, you know how I like to say, the politics. Yeah. I don't like that word, but it's kind of funny. <laughs> but, like, just listen to the rhetoric. It's all empty. The There's no such thing as a well-regulated re, re, militia. Yeah. We haven't seen it yet. Where are the well-regulated militias when these shootings happen? They're nowhere to be found. Never. They're never yeah. around. I used to think as a kid, oh, they mean the cops. That's what I thought as a kid. Yeah. I'm like, oh, well-regulated militia, oh, the police. And then you start to think, it's like, they're never around when this stuff happens. Yeah. And if, if you were in the dark about it, you saw what happened last year, which is about the first one-year anniversary of Uvalde. Yeah, yeah. They ran opposite way. 40% of the budget, the city budget in Uvalde went to the cops. 40%. The picture of them with their SWAT gear and they're looking like Billy Badasses, like stormtroopers. Yeah. The moment to shine, they went the opposite way. So it's all empty. When they say we got to fund the police war, and they always bring up mental health, but then yeah. you, talk, they, they, you hear that, oh, yeah, by the way, we we withdrew millions upon millions of dollars of mental health care. Yeah. Like, we're, we, we are, they defund mental health faster than they defund anything else. Yeah. They defund that, but they love to talk about. It's all about mental health. Yeah, it's like, but you. Well, only, the party of mental health. Yeah, like, but it, every time, and I, I made this observation. Remember, uh, everybody lost their shit at that Gillette commercial. About toxic masculinity. Oh, uh huh. Whatever you want to think about that commercial was to sell razors, probably. A razor company tried to mention mental health, and you guys shot it down. But now every time a shooting happens, you that's all you guys talk about. Yeah. Because it's the same shit. Toxic masculinity, that's a mental health thing. It's to feel like I got to prove myself to people yeah. by any means. I got to be aggressive. I got to be violent. I got to be a misogynist. It's, it's a mental health thing. Because you are trying to fulfill something inside that like you were conditioned to believe growing up that like the validation that you probably didn't get growing up from your parents or the validation that you got from your friends that you don't get anymore so you're trying to get it from strangers all that shit's mental and so whenever when anybody brings up mental health in any kind of good faith they shoot it down saying oh you're soft yeah just man up that's the same part that says man up to people yeah man up oh just put some dirt on it you'll be fine that's the same party. But then when something fatal happens and you're the first to bring up mental health, it's like, we try to address it when less violent things, when like less dire things happen. Yeah. We try to address it and you you dust it off as just, oh, you're being soft. That's what's wrong with the generation. That's the same. Just keep that all in mind. That's the same party that goes, that's what's wrong with this generation. That you kids are soft. You kids. So the the... And we can, I don't know if you have anything to say, I can go on. The, you telling me this. The generation who has seen, we've seen 9-11 growing up. Yeah. These kids are going through mass shootings all the freaking time. They see it all the time. They see 9-11 every day. Yeah. They see this all the time. They've dealt with COVID. They've dealt with seeing their, like, I never did this in school. We had drills about what to do with a school shooter. I never dealt with that. We dealt with tornado drills. Yeah. Or like fire drills active shooter drills but that's the generation y'all call soft they've seen think about what they've seen and what they have to do and like what they're faced with every day yeah. on like social media that they're inadequate that like 
you got these kids repeating all the stuff that these misogynist pieces of shit say on, on TikTok and they're bringing it back to school. But that's the generation we call soft. Yeah. It's projection because you know it. Those, you, you free-loving hippies from the 60s all became Reaganites. No joke. All those, if you're a little older, you know, if you're a millennial like us, those hippies, remember the hippies? They were hippies for one summer. That, they, <laughs> that was one, that wasn't a lifestyle. Some people are. There was a very few people that that was a lifestyle. Yeah. They were hippies for one summer. And what did they do? They went back to their, 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 their small suburban town, their Allen town, and got buttoned up. The 80s happened. They became yuppies. These same people. They're, they, they became yuppies. They became Reaganites and trickle-down economics and all that. So don't let that generation call you anything else. Gen Xers, I got my gripes with them too because that apathy bothers the shit out of me. Um, Gen, some of y'all are cool. I know some Gen Xers. They're real cool. Yeah. But some of you Gen Xers, y'all can't talk about the younger generation because I was a child during Gen X, but I watch television. We've seen the slacker trope. That didn't come out of thin air. That was a thing. You guys were slackers. You guys were apathetic. And Friends was an anomaly. Y'all weren't like the show Friends. You guys were like the show <laughs> Party of Five or some shit. Or 20-something. Y'all were more like that. And so I just, I won't let that stand. People calling like Gen X, Gen Z soft. I won't let that happen. Because they're, they're going through a lot. And those are the people who are now old enough to run for office. And they're winning those seats. The, um, who is it? Maxwell Frost in Florida. Mm. Justin Pearson and Justin Jackson in Memphis in, 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 in Nashville. They're both 27. Young kids are winning these seats. At the time, Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez was 29, I think, when she won. Mm -hmm. She was really young. And she brought up a good point. She's like, huh, how come Paul Ryan, um, Paul Ryan was called a genius when he won, but I wasn't? She didn't want the credit. Yeah. She was curious. She's like, huh. It's funny how that works. That like he was the he was the young genius, brilliant mind when he won. Yeah. I still have to say this. It it's shout out to the kids who walked out today. Today they there was a lot of walkouts. Oh, was there? Yeah. Uh, I was on Twitter. I followed this one journalist, Steve Steve Monticelli. He's like an investigative reporter out of Dallas. And it was a Plano Plano schools walked out. And then I did notice on the way to work, I saw kids walking around early. I'm like, yeah. What are the kids doing? I'm like, oh, they probably walked out. There was like two groups of kids I saw. Yeah. One walking one way and then one walking the opposite way. They probably came out of the high school. And I'm like, like it's not the end of summer. I, there was a lot of walkouts in Texas. Um, San Antonio had some walkouts. All because of what happened in Allen. And I love it because you got to let them know that they can't keep taking kids for granted. You can't keep saying on one end, kids don't do anything and when a kid does something you're telling me they're doing it wrong that's what I don't like it's like if you don't like the way things are do something about it and then when the kid does something about it you tell them that's the wrong way to do it yeah and what else is the kid supposed to do hey the kid hey back in my day we would have papered the school we would that's why the last day of school they couldn't bring backpacks you know what papering is you take all the loose leaf notebook paper mm -hmm. and throw it everywhere that they stopped that um, that's why they say last day of school no backpacks <laughs> Because they used to paper schools. Yeah. That's what we would have done. We would have papered the joint. But kids don't do that. Just walk out. Because you get a whole lot worse for you. Trust me. 
for clout, you that you better think you lucky stars. These kids don't do wilder shit for clout when they could to make a point, and they don't. That's why I can't. I can't shit on Gen Z. They get it, man. I, I don't. It's everything I wish we were as millennials. We didn't have social media. That was the thing, but we knew that like certain shit was wrong. Yeah. Uh, and a bit more flexible than um, Gen X. I'm on your ass, Gen X. Uh, some of you are cool, like I said, but some of y'all, goddamn, get stick out your ass. Uh, boomers, that's a different discussion. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, um, yeah. Rest in peace to everybody who. Uh, I mean, that's it's so trite to say it, right. but it's the thing is, it's like the fact that this kid lost his mom, dad, and sister. Yeah. What the fuck, man? Like, can you imagine that shit? Yeah. And it was, you know, he expressed the shooter expressed anti Asian sentiment. Mm-hmm. And I thought about when I when I saw that a Korean family was killing back in my head like oh that was targeted you can't tell me otherwise yeah and that's what I can't stand in this like current era whenever like Asians are targeted we wring our hands like well I don't know maybe like are we stupid guys like they're Asians are being targeted that's a thing that's happening still yeah like that just cause you don't hear it reported they're being it, they, all the racist needs is an excuse if that a racist would just do it because they feel like it. Yeah. They got uh, uh, what they feel like a valid excuse to go after a group of people. They'll do it. But yeah, it's sad that like that kid, to put it in perspective, they, you know, I say it all the time too. If this would have happened in any other country, America would have bombed that country. Yeah. That kid, if we did, we did that, what happened to that kid that shouldn't have happened at all, We've done that to children in other countries a million times over. Yeah. We've bombed weddings. We've bombed parties. We've bombed neighborhoods and left kids without families. We've done that a million times over. And then you wonder why, like, the terrorist cells won't go away. We're the enemy to them. Like, yeah. we took their family. But this kid, he, he is going to be, he's going to grow up not knowing what happened because he's six, I think. He's yeah. And so, like, the concept of death probably doesn't... He doesn't know it um, or grasp it. Yeah. And so, we're going to expect that kid to grow up normal? How? But yet, when other kids in other countries act out, we want to kill them. And I'm just saying... I'm saying I'll put it in perspective. How we treat people on our own in our own country that suffer the same things that we've done to other people. We expect them to just adjust. Yeah. And thoughts and prayers. Let me have lost my family. You say thoughts and prayers. I'm going to prison. Like, I know people say in the heat of the moment they, what, what they do. You're not going to tell me pray on it. That's the, you're not going to do that. You're going to have to do something about me. <laughs> like, I always wonder, like, all the families, I, like, all the people I went to school with and their families and they have families and stuff. Yeah. Like, how come y'all don't get in trouble more? Like, if I go to a school board meeting, you would see me on the news. Like, I'm not going to watch some wild parents say that stuff. Like, I can only speak for me and what I think I might do. But I was like, how as a how like how growing up, at a point a parents were at a breaking point. Like kids, you see it whenever like a kid a parent was their kid and like they jump at the killer. That's real shit. Yeah. Like he knows he can't get to the guy. But it's like I guess I, it's a it's a testament to the like the strength of a parent because it's like everything it takes in you to like not lash out at anybody yeah. else and you put up with that. Because you have to, because they expect you to put up with it. But as a parent, your kids in the crossfire for no freaking reason. Didn't ask for that. No one asked me in a in a war zone. Yeah. 
and Americans think they're safe from that shit. I think that's why like mass shootings resonate more. It's like, yeah, we think that we're safe because we don't hear constant barrage of gunshots. Yeah. Where we live. And but when something like that happens where we you know, a tragedy happens where we lose somebody close, it's a it's a not I won't say random act of violence. It's it's it was planned and premeditated. Yeah. Um, and yet we are worried about drag shows and we're worried about trans people and we're worried about abortion pills whenever like kids are being shot like the story about the guy I don't even want to repeat the story it's, it's it's that bad it's yeah first responders having to deal with that shit yeah and like my dad was a fireman and he dealt with that all the time you know putting eyeballs back in people's heads and stuff and like he was like he knew he had to quit whenever he started enjoying that shit because he saw the movie Speed right yeah and they were like they couldn't wait to get to the next scene it was like a thrill to them yeah and my dad like oh I know that feeling I had to quit my job because I it was exciting to go to a a scene of a, like something happening yeah that shouldn't be exciting to go to that but like we're breaking people all because of lobby money we're forcing people to live in the way they shouldn't have to live in because of lobby money a first responder should have to deal with that. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, you know, I have my feelings about cops. We all do. But like, like, when we all can talk about what a cop's job should actually be, but just think about it. Did you sign, like, I don't think a cop signed up for seeing a dead body every day. Cops sign up for their reasons. We yeah. all know, power trips. I'm trying so hard to get arrested. Uh, or like flagged by the FBI trying really hard <laughs> but like yeah it's we're being sold out by politicians that like oh yeah you can deal with constant death every day because we need lobby money oh you're, you're you went through a traumatic incident well you know the trauma real trauma is when that NRA check doesn't come through that's real trauma but yeah it's it's frustrating that like it hit really close to home because Alan it, from us is not too far yeah. in the grand scheme of things and so, yeah, um, not to be a downer, but it's something that we had to discuss because it was it's local, and it's a big deal because, I mean, as far as mo- like, it's one of the bigger ones in this area. Like yeah. as far as mass shootings, one of the bigger ones in this in this area. Like you know, Uvalde was freaking horrible. Yeah. But that was like San Antonio area. But as far as like Texas has dealt with a lot, like Santa Fe, Texas. Yeah. Um, it was. You remember when Parkland happened? Then mm-hmm. a week later, Santa Fe happened, I think. Like, Parkland took the record. Yeah. And then Santa Fe took the record. And I think Uvalde took the record after that. It's like, we're breaking records in mass shoot. Like, what? Like, Everything's that's bigger here. That's fucking broken. Like, and it always, we know, it takes a politician for them to really feel it. For them to understand, we got to do something about it. But that lobby money, it hits. It, it has to. That lobby money must be freaking amazing. Those checks coming in from the NRA, even though gun owners don't even like the NRA. Like, they don't even like them. I have a friend who's a gun owner. He hates the NRA. Yeah. Because they, they get in the way of, like, common sense stuff because they're seen as the voice of gun owners. And they're not. Gun owners don't like them. Um, the gun owners that do like them think that, like, the NRA is basically an extension of, like, an armed force or something like 
we need the NRA to organize gun owners type of thing. But no, they're in it for the money too. They don't care. They'll sell you out as a gun owner. They're selling you out right now. They're telling you what you should want as a gun owner. I thought you guys didn't like that type of shit. <laughs> These are the same people who, freedom, you know, we small government, we don't need the people to control us. The NRA is letting politicians know what they think you want. Is that what you guys want? You don't. Uh, and you know, you can say shit like vote better, but like, we know how voting goes. They make it hard to vote for some, certain areas. Yeah. They make it hard. And it's like, we shouldn't have to deal with this shit, but we are. And I think, I the, like to say the saving, like the, the, the silver lining is Gen Z. They're not putting up with this shit. And they're running for office. And I hope you all win every, uh, I wish Gen Z a very win every seat they run for. To quote Bugs Bunny. Um, I like that meme format. <laughs> I wish you all a very win. Um, because that's why they want, they're talking about raising the voting age 21 type of scary shit. Uh, they don't like the fact that, hey, Gen Z, do you know that you can register to vote when you're 17? As long as you're 18 by um, election day? Yeah. You can register to vote. They, they don't want you to know that either. Did you ever hear that in school? I don't think so. They never taught you that in school. I wonder why. I didn't hear that until... I was able to vote after my first time voting. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you can register to vote as long as you're 18 by election day. You can be 17 and register. Yeah. Some countries, you're allowed to vote at 16. And I was like, if you elect, if you if, if you people are calling a 10-year-old girl a woman after she had to get an abortion, you're calling her a woman at 10, meaning she got assaulted at 9, and you're calling her a woman, and you're letting people buy alcohol at... 18 I mean 21 but you're telling people what they can and can't consume but when it comes to voting you're telling them well you're not mature enough for that you're not mature enough you're not mature enough to vote you're not mature enough to handle your liquor but you're the people of free you're the freedom party so you're telling me when how, how old I have to be to enact my freedoms but at the same time I have no say in which freedoms I get to enact upon like you get to push the drinking age up on me. You get to push the cigarette. I forgot that. I forgot till last week that cigarettes you had to be twenty one now. I forgot that. Which seems weird. Yeah. You got to grandfather in if you were a of age at the time. But like, eighteen year olds couldn't vote for that. They they got told that they could think about that. They were told, hey, you, you can't like, hey, you about to turn eight, you can't vote for this. We're gonna tell you what you what what's about to affect you. We're gonna make that decision for you. That should be like you know how they, old people make decisions for us. Yeah. Climate change decisions like we gotta. They're gonna be dead long before we have to deal with the planet. We gotta clean all this shit up. Young people are seeing it like really close. Like yeah, they're looking at you and saying, hey, before you turn eighteen, which is in a few months, we're telling you what you can and can't do. We're letting you know when you're an adult. Here's what you can't do as an adult. But. Kid, the kids are all right. I I can rant all day about this shit, uh, but I do I do like the fact that um, the kids are not putting up with it. The kids can see that no one's doing the, the people who are in charge are doing nothing about it. Yeah, we can only do so much as millennials. We can vote. You know, we have the power a little bit more than they do, but uh, I don't have the energy to run for office. Uh, I'm out there on the internet a lot. <laughs> I I would forget that I'm a politician. And post uh, a butt picture. I guess to 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 wrap it up, um, you've been on up. you've been on that photography tip. Yeah, just a tip. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. You know, I bought that camera 
a week before lockdowns 2020 yeah that was when there was murmurs about like oh we're gonna shut down because California was shutting down yeah yeah so it was like oh we're gonna shut down and then there was a the lady who was working there at the, at the pawn shop she was like yeah I got family in California and they're shutting down and I was like oh no you know one yeah you know certain yeah once where California goes we know they're a densely populated state it's like okay we might and then like a week later the NBA shut down and now all this stuff started shutting down and I bought that camera a week before shutdowns yeah I just felt like buying a camera like I knew I wanted one I was like let's go to the pawn shop and you know bought the camera you know good camera it was a Canon uh, Rebel T6 yeah and I didn't really get to use it uh, because of lockdowns and like I shot my with my friend here and there. It's weird with cameras. You can't say you shot somebody. I, I try to say shot with. Yeah. I shot with somebody. Shot with my friend here and there just to get practice with the camera. And then it felt like November or so of 2022. Yeah. I really started getting momentum because my friend wanted to do a photo shoot in her um, Harlequin costume. Yeah. And then I had a friend who also, she had a, um, a costume of an original character she created. And it's like, hey, would you do a photo shoot with my friend? Because it like they both had weapons. I'm like, oh, it would match. Like, yeah. she had a giant lollipop weapon, and Harlequin has a bat. I'm like, I can see this photo shoot dynamic. I can see this working. And so, did that photo shoot. I was like, okay, that was cool to do a full fledged photo shoot. And then uh, I had another friend that um, she came over. We did some. I just got my practice in on like projection photography, and like dealing with like f- photographing stuff in the dark because it's yeah. totally different than light. Like you. If you got no control over the lighting situation, then you have to use a tripod because of the noise. And if yeah. you move your camera, then you get fuzzy pictures. And you get, or if you're holding it, you think you're holding it steady, you get soft pictures. Yeah. Da da da. And you know, it felt like from that moment on, that de- December to January and February, with de- December to March, I had a photo shoot every week. Yeah. With, you know, with friends and whatnot. And the past couple of weeks, it was um, it was a shootout. That's what they're called. All photography terms are uncomparable. <laughs> it's it's a group of people that come together. Yeah. And it was a group of models. a mass shooting, if you will. A mass shoot. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. I mean, what are you supposed to do, guys? It's, it's photography. It was a mass shooting, and uh, but yeah, it was at a studio. It not too far from here, off, off down the street, Bell Lines. Which I, I knew was close. Yeah. It's like, where is this place? Like, oh, it's not too far from here. Um, and it had just opened up. He, I think it was opened up for about a year and a half. Like, yeah. he opened up in 2021, like, as the first wave of, you know, calmness in the pandemic before the next yeah. wave had hit. And so, did that, shot in a studio setting for the first time. It was different because the thing is, you're competing for time and space yeah. with other photographers. But it was fun because, you, I mean, the lighting was better. You got, you know, that was the main thing. The lighting was really good. And you got more space to do stuff in. Um, you can do more angles. And then that Saturday, I was just, that, that same week, I was just on Instagram. You know, I followed this one Instagram model and I went to her story and it was an event she posted about um, by the, the group Chaotic Good, uh, this creative group that. I think they just celebrated their first year. Yeah. They just started. And this is their third or fourth. I think it's their fourth event. Yeah. Because they had the posters of the other events. And like this last event by far had the most signatures on the poster. It was covered in like autographs and like um, social media handles. And so 
I just happened to see the flyer for it on her feed, on, on, on her stories. Looked it up. I'm like, all right, 20 bucks. Let's see what it's about. Because I'm yeah. like, okay. They said bring your camera. It's like, okay, I want to get something for the portfolio. Cool. And I went, and it was a pretty cool setup. It was They had different backdrops. The studios that they rented out had a few rooms that were open. They were doing, um, the other room had a um, tattoo artist there. They were doing tattoos there. Yeah. Um, but, and they had projections on the walls and on the ground. And they had TVs. They had, um, like, um, visuals on it. So they had a lot of places where you get pictures. And it was a lot of photographers and a lot of um, some videographers and some um, some models, some um, fashion designers, some artists. It was just a creative meetup. And I got a lot of pictures from there. And I met, a, you know, a few people. Um, I know you said you knew the guy. Yeah. I forgot that I did. I thought he said his name was Noel. Because I couldn't hear it. It was so fucking loud. Yeah. It was Lowell. I was like, oh, yeah. that's the guy I met. I was like, okay, that's him. The um, the head honcho of yeah. um, Cat It Good. And um, they said the next event might either be a basketball game or a pool party. Because they want to do something outside like of photography. Theme or? Like they said, oh. you want to do something outside of photography. Oh, okay. okay. So it's like they're deba- debating on whether to do a pool party. Or a basketball game, like a pickup game, yeah. This summer, uh, and so yeah, but like yeah, that was fun. Like that was fun to be in that environment of just a bunch of photographers who who've been doing it probably longer than me, yeah. And like know what they're doing. Their cameras are way more impressive than mine. I don't have a lens. I, I need a zoom lens. Probably the next thing I need, and probably need an external flash. Yeah. But those are ex- yeah lenses are crazy. I don't understand why they're so expensive. Like yeah. lenses and flashes, they're so expensive. They're ridiculously expensive for yeah. a flash. Like, they gotta be something cheaper than a thousand bucks, right? Like, cameras are not cheap. You get the camera. The body. Yeah, that's it. It's like, it's stock. You gotta pimp my camera. Um, but no, it's photography. I didn't think that, like, I just take photography for granted. And um, now I don't. Like, I understand why, you know, photographers work so hard to get the shot. Yeah. And like, you need somebody who understands getting the shot. Like, it's not just putting up a camera on a tripod and clicking it shutter. Or the model sometimes needs ideas on how to pose. Right. And I feel like as a photographer, I feel like that's part of my job. Some photographers, I, what I was being told, like, one model I was, I was talking to, she was like, yeah, I feel bad because I know how to pose. And I was like, I feel like as a photographer, you should have ideas on how to pose. Yeah, Cause, as a director. Yeah, you see it. They, the yeah. model can't see themselves. There's no mirror. So... A photographer should kind of help because those pictures reflect on the photographer. Right. They'll say like, "What happened here?" It's not gonna blame. They can't blame the model. They'll blame you. Yeah. For making this person look bad, and so it was a lot of learning on the fly, learning about shutter speed and like knowing um, my ISO, like when to how to because you know you all you're constantly changing lighting. Right. One time, one moment you're in a place where it's well lit other moment where the light is not directly on the person it's like at the side of them and like some backlight like or light behind the photographer and it's not as well lit as the other area yeah so you can constantly adjust your iso and it's learning all that on the fly and working with models who know exactly what they're doing you can't say hold on wait i have to fix my camera they're already off the next pose yeah so you just got to click and click and click because they know every three seconds they're hitting the pose so it's there's a lot of learning on the yeah. fly which i like learning that way but I, I'm having fun with photography. Um, I hope that um, I hope that it becomes something. Yeah. Like I do music, but like I knew that at, at, with music, there is a there's a wall you hit. Right. Because after a while, 
if you just do production, then you have to hook up with an artist. If you just, um, if you perform music, if you rap or sing or play an instrument, that's a different ball game altogether. Yeah. But you gotta still put yourself out there. And with photography, it's like, okay, you collab, it's all collaboration, unless right. you do like landscape photography or street photography. But then people will hire you, hire you to do campaigns or, so like the, I think the fastest way in seems like like product photography. Yeah. Or like sh- um, shooting with models. But it's not to say that you can't get, a, like, because pe- like, clothing companies need street photography or landscape photography or nature photography. They need that too. Yeah. And if you're good at that, you'll get hired by Nike. You'll get hired by Patagonia to do a campaign. Um, so it takes all types of people who know who or who have a, um, a leaning towards a certain style. But for me, I like, I like shooting people. Yeah. With people, Jesus Christ. Uh, that's yeah. He's tough on crime, I think not. He likes shooting people. He's on the National Camera Registry. Watch yeah, out. The NCA. I'm the National Camera um, Association. Um, the, um, but yeah. So yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. It's it's weird to like call myself am I a photographer, but I I want to take it serious. Yeah. And I want to get to a point where people see me it's like oh yeah because all night which I'm, I, I, I hate doing this blowing smoke up my own butthole but like people were telling me it's like I like the way you shoot I like the way you shoot people kept telling me that because yeah. I, I get on my back to get shots yeah like I get on my side because I want I want the weird angles I want like the foreshortened angles of like person's legs look longer than they are or like they look their torsos look longer than they are I yeah. like that type of stuff so I'll get on my back at a weird angle hold the camera up and I can't see anything in the camera's like alright I hope I got the shot and get the shot and get a few I like that aspect of like taking a chance cause you always you always do the picture yeah. do it start over it's not like permanent and so yeah I want to get good at photography to where people would ask for me because yeah. there's a lot of talent out there a lot of talent I out there I assume you do a lot, a lot of networking after like yeah follow for follow it was a lot of that a lot of during that it's like a lot of um a lot of hey um because instantly they want their pictures and uh, that's why you're there right the models want stuff for their portfolio right so do the photographers and you're doing them a favor you know you're both it's favors both ways yeah and so yeah you do a whole like, hey because I, I, I was like i'll get I'm, I'm gonna get your pictures as soon as possible and so i spent all last week color correcting a thousand literally a thousand pictures yeah i took 1129 pictures i think i filled up my 32 gigabyte card and i had an extra one but it ran out right as I had to leave because I had to catch my my train at twelve fifteen. Yeah, because it said seven to eleven, but it kept going until midnight. So I'll stick around. I don't care. Yeah. But then at midnight it did end, and it's like okay, I have to bike to the train station. I, I biked from the train. Yeah. Which I knew I didn't want to walk, but yeah, a lot, a lot of networking, a lot of people who are trying to get in. Like it's a lot of creativity out there, and it's like you know. My friend used to say, you might be in the wrong city. I was like, nah, Dallas is big enough to where you can meet a sizable amount of people who do what you do. Yeah. But it isn't it like... get diluted like if you're in like LA or something. Right? Yeah, it's not like that. Because LA, people move that for the specific purpose yeah. of being discovered. Or they move to New York for that purpose. Or they move to Miami yeah. for that purpose. Dallas is... You got people who have those ambitions, but they also know that they live in a big city. Yeah. That they can always just go and take a trip to LA yeah. or New York or Miami if they have to do it for business but they can always make their home base in Dallas and it's still a big enough city to where you can still network yeah. and meet enough people you just gotta know where to look 
Yeah, and I did it for the longest time. Yeah. Like, I just, you know, every day I would check the hashtag Dallas photographers or Dallas models, and that's how I end up finding about out about Catagood because it doesn't even have a lot of followers. I think at this moment, if you guys are curious, it's chaotic good underscore DTX, and they have about, the last time I said, like 940 followers. Yeah. So they just started, like I said, they just celebrated their first year, and it's, from what I've seen, it's only getting bigger because, you know, they started it last year, I think around the time, quote unquote, hate this word, but things were getting quote unquote back to normal. Yeah. But now it's, I think they've got something where um, I think it's, I think it's something. I think it's, how else to put it? It's something. It's, you know, you meet fashion designers, you meet models, you meet photographers, you meet videographers, you meet graphic designers, you meet people who own studios, which is a big deal because you know, different studios have different aesthetics. Yeah. And you got to know those different people. And, you know, you got to keep your ear out to, like, if people are having shootouts, you might get invited to them because sometimes they're private events. It's like, you got to keep your ear out to, if you get it, you know, because it's all about building your portfolio. It's all about networking. Yeah. And it's, you know, making art along the way. Like, I'm not doing it for selfish reasons. Like, yeah, I, this is a creative outlet. Is take pictures. Yeah, uh, and I I like taking pictures of people, um, and uh, you know, being deliberate about what I want in my portfolio. You know, I don't mind. Like I I I want to take. I want to do what I used to look at in the magazines back in uh, when I worked at the mall. I'm trying to take butt pictures, guys. I'm trying to get. <laughs> I'm trying to get, like Lowrider magazine. That's what I grew up on. Want looking at Lowrider magazine, Maxim magazine, For Him magazine. All that is that what FHM FHM stands for? It did, and for the longest time I didn't know. Oh, for him magazine. <laughs> if you play Blitz, the league, they're in there. Like you can unlock pictures of women for FHM. Yeah, they still exist in like Asia, like for him magazine. Yeah, there's still a thing there. But yeah, FHM means for him magazine. But yeah, for the longest time I didn't know what that meant. Yeah, I just thought it was FHM. Like like H and M. But yeah, Rachel Ray, FHM. Oh yeah, that. Oh yeah. People sleep on Rachel Ray, man. <laughs> People sleep on Rachel Ray and Jada De Laurentiis. Yeah. They sleep on them. It's like Nigella Lawson too. Um, man, like go look. Nigella Lawson, the oldest out of the three, she might still got it. She's in her sixties, I think, right now. But at one point, she's British. Nigella Lawson. Yeah. Hashtag goals. That's who you're gonna photograph. Yeah, like I yeah th- some of that. Like even when Rachel Ray got a little chubby, I don't give a fuck. Let it rock. Um, Jada De Laurentiis, like, I just call her a bobblehead because she looks tall, but you see her, she's like 4'11 and has, uh, she's the biggest knockers in the, you've seen her not, like, she, like she's like skinny, real thin, and then like, she's built like a Bratz doll. It's like, really? You are a chef. Wrong calling, maybe, maybe, maybe you, maybe you should be something else. But that's just the pig head and me talking. But no, it'd be cool to shoot some with shoot with somebody. Jesus Christ, like John Hinckley, shoot with somebody famous. Uh, that'd be cool because Dallas Fort Worth. People got to remember a lot of celebrities live here. Yeah, Shaq moved here, guys. Raekwon from Wu Tang Clan lives in Carrollton. Does he? Yeah, it's random stuff like that. <laughs> like you can be a celebrity and hide in Dallas. Like yeah. Tony Romo used to live down the street from here. Um, Emmett Smith. All the cowboys lived here. Mike Madano used to live in Irving. It's still like they, they all they, they're here. Famous people live here. Yeah. You, Erica Badu, 
she's the queen of Dallas, basically. Right. She's world famous, but you'll see her. I was at a George Clinton concert, and all of a sudden, I blink, and she's doing backup singing at the George Clinton concert. I was like, wait, when did she show up? She's like, oh, she can just do that. She yeah. can just walk backstage and just start singing background with George Clinton in the Funkadelic. And so, yeah, Dallas has its people here. Uh, it's the phrase where the phrase $30,000 millionaire came from. <laughs> people who buy their um, BMW for living apartments in Addison. That's We invented that. But no, like, photography is fun. And that sounds trite. It's fun. But no, it's, I'm enjoying it more than I thought I would. Yeah. Um, I didn't think that, like, I'd have the itch that I do for it. But, um, yeah, I don't want to plug myself. But at a shot of Nostalgia Photo is where I am. And, is that uh, a new account? That's, yeah, that's my, um, basically my photo dump. Okay. Kind of like, it's like, I know that starting out, you, you, you're not going to get the follows and the likes right away. But it's, you're pointing some. You're pointing it to somebody. It's like, yeah. hey, you want to see what I do? Go here. Yeah. Eventually, people will follow, and it's like, oh yeah, that's what you do. Oh yeah. Oh, I, I want to follow you because I like what you post, as opposed to like, you know, it's a portfolio dump. Right. There's some people that I don't follow because I know why they're posting. But there's some people I like to follow because I like their aesthetic and I want to see more of it. Yeah. And that's kind of where I want to get to. Like people follow me for my aesthetic more than um. Just, I don't want it. I don't. I don't want it to be random what I post. I want it to kind of be have deliberate. a through line. Yeah, yeah, a deliberate. I think that's my thing. If I could feel like I can do everything, I will try to do everything. But if I'm deliberate, that's better for me as an artist because I know what I want my stuff to look like, and then I, the people know what to expect from me. And like I say, there's a lot of talented artists out there, a lot of talented photographers, and it's out there for everybody. I'm not. I, I'm competitive by nature, and I hate being competitive because it's not a competition. Everybody can get it, you know. You don't have to shut anybody out to go and get it. You don't have to be jealous of anybody. You you can turn that jealousy into aspirations. Yeah. It's like I want to be where this person is. Like, you know, I see Huff Huff Diamonds. Huff Dot Diamonds. It's funny they had a shirt for security. It said "Kick him out if you see him." He's one of the photographer friends, though. Yeah. It's like kick out Huff Diamonds. It says fuck Huff Diamonds or something like that. It's like, but he's the guy that he's a photographer there. Um, yeah, you want to be there. You want to be where Lowell um, is. It um, Malinus? Yes. Yeah. I couldn't. I, I got Liz Dexic on that. It's like it's Malinus, right? Yeah. Lowell Malinus. Like, yeah, I like their approach. Their photography. Like their approach is like what eventually I want to get to in terms of how they approach their aesthetic yeah and you know people will people want you for your eye they don't want you because you can take a good picture they yeah. want you to you take a good picture and you have ideas yeah those are the better photographers to be and there are people there who had ideas as well as being good photographers and that's where you want to get and that's where I want to get I got ideas it's learning how to execute those ideas so yeah um so we're looking for investors. That's uh, Herb at eatsilicagel.com. You heard the man. Um, I forgot we have official um, yeah. emails. I gotta get. I gotta get on those stickers. Uh, oh yeah, we we're coming. We we we're coming. We yeah. I, um, we mocked up a, some sticker designs. Um, it was his idea with the phrase, and then I'm like, I like that. It was the you know, um, um, silica gel con limon. Yeah. And like you know what that has a ring to it. It's like you know. It, it's it's the whole tongue in cheek. Do not eat, but yet here we are, Colin Moon. And I like I mocked up 
some candy-like packaging designs. And so, yeah, oh, soon, you know, yeah. we, we want you guys representing the brand on your vehicle, on your skate deck, on your laptop. Uh, that's on like your the, CD player. Yeah, your, CD, your Walkman, on your um, Trapper Keeper, <laughs> on your... Uh, what else you got? Uh, and your little um, stick people sticker books are are they still a thing? Sticker books? Yeah, like is that for children? On your passport? There you go. Yeah, you, <laughs> you've been to the land of silica, um, siliconia, uh, and so yeah, we got we got yeah we slowly but surely, um, you know, trying to make this a, a, a all encompassing branch out thing. Yeah. But yeah, photographer. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm yeah. Well, eventually I'm gonna be like, yeah, I gotta move to Hollywood, man. We can do this through. Um, Zoom and you can see me the Pacific Palisades in the background was it um, Calabasas Hidden Hills behind me my um, edgeless pool <laughs> uh, on the cliff overlooking a Kardashian's butthole um, while I'm chatting with Ty Lopez about his garage <laughs> but yeah I'm a I I, photo I photographer um, and so yeah it's fun it's weird to say I'm a photographer but like you know, if I I got paid for doing photography, so I guess I'm a professional. I did yeah. get paid a couple months ago. I did, I shot an event, so I'm a, I'm a professional photographer, guys. Um, so you can't take that from me. And so yeah, on that note, you got anything else you want to add? No, I don't think so. Any, well, by the way, if you're hearing this, we're Game Five of the Western Conference. Um, they call them that the semifinals in NHL hockey. Yeah. The Stars, Dallas Stars versus the Seattle Kraken. It's tied two-two. Um, the Stars that do that, um, they all they'll lose a home game and then win a road game. Good lord, they gotta stop doing that. And they'll score a lot too. Yeah. Good lord, they score a lot. Just when they win, they win. <laughs> um, so good luck to the stars, because I remember what hockey fever felt like in '99, and this team has a chance to do it. Yeah. Well, they did it in 2020. It was real lost. close. Yeah, they lost. And that's see, that was weird. People forget that the stars were the freaking Stanley Cup Finals, and no one talked about it. Yeah. Well, it, it was during the pandemic. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, you know what it, I mean. Yeah. It was that was crazy. Yeah. But like. That could have been a thing, but like, I took it for granted because the year before that they got really close. Yeah, it was the year after they lost to the Blues and the Blues ended up winning it all. Yeah. Uh, and they had last year, uh, they made it to the semifinals against Calgary Flame and they lost. Yeah. Um. Shout out to um. Not for nothing. Shout out to Florida, the Panthers who are never good. You yeah. see what they're doing? I haven't yet. They are an eight seed. Came back from a three-one deficit to beat the top seed. Really? And now they're up 3-0. An eight seed. Go look at that Wikipedia. Where it says playoffs. Yeah. It is a blank, is a desert of nothing. Just nothing. I think the first five years they did something. Yeah. You go to their stadium, they got the little trophy case of like their notable players. Yeah. It's a trophy case that a high school has a better trophy case than. <laughs> it's like the jersey of Van Beesbrook. The only good player they ever had. Yeah. And that's it. Like, it's a shoddy-looking trophy case they got. It's embarrassing. And that team did that. Came back from 3-1. The Bruins were, like, set all these records. I think they had the most points in his NFL, NFL, NHL history. Yeah. All these stuff. All this stuff. in the in the, the Panthers came back from 3-1. So, in NHL, if you follow sports, that's the one sport where... Teams come back from 3-1 deficits the most. Yeah. Baseball is less common, but it happens. Basketball is... It's happened a little more recently. Yeah. But that's... It's not common in basketball. Uh, baseball, that's rare too. 
uh, come back for 3-1. I think that happened with the um, Red Sox did it. They came You mean like the best out of, out of know, seven. seven games? Yeah, yeah. Come back for 3-1 is hard. And the Red Sox did it to the Yankees one year. And they, I think the Red Sox ended up winning the World Series that year. Yeah. Um, couldn't happen to a, and Boston. My opinion's about Boston and New York. I hope both teams have a bad day. Um, but yeah, go Stars. Um, yeah, because uh, hockey fever. We have a good hockey fan base. You wouldn't think yeah. so. Really good hockey fan base out here. Like, we went to a game last year. Yeah. Pretty good crowd. Like, it was... I don't think that game had any stakes to it. No, I didn't. I don't think so. And it was almost... It felt like 80% capacity. And it was loud in there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, go Stars. Uh, we... Dallas, people understand. Dallas is the ultimate bandwagon city. <laughs> ultimate. I used to do this shit. No, we can go. Yeah. You ever see... Go to ESPN.com. They still might have this. You can go look at attendance for throughout the, for every league yeah. year by year. And I was curious. I'm like, what is Dallas attendance? The years where Dallas Stars were bad, they were bottom five. Yeah. The year they were good, they were top five. No other team did that. Yeah. Boston stayed like top five no matter what. A lot of teams stayed where they were. Right. Dallas swung. If In Dallas, Fort Worth, if you're not winning, we can care. Like, fuck you. <laughs> it's pretty much that. When the, when the Rangers were winning... Good lord, everybody was a Rangers fan. Like, everyone got their... Everybody had their claw antlers hats. Yeah. The shirts with the claw antlers. Everybody was... When indoor soccer was a thing, everybody was a sidekicks fan. We know how the Cowboys get. If you if the Cowboys even sniff a conference finals, it's... Go away! The, start, the Maverick... Get where, where you're... Uh... Your Cowboys uniform, the long <laughs> jean shorts. Oh, yeah. The, <laughs> yeah, the, the, the kind of faded look. Uh, yeah, yeah, the K-Swiss. Like you got the, uh, you got to have the old school jersey. You got to have the with the white shoulders and the blue. And you got to have the, uh, the the ball fade. And it's like, <laughs> this year's our year. God, that's so freaking funny. <laughs> you see that picture of the couple in the crowd where, like, they're, they're, they're crying and like they're hugging each other because the yeah. Cowboys got blown out I think by the 49ers and like that's going to live forever man because they were <laughs> both crying as a couple <laughs> and he looked just like that meme like god man he didn't ask for this but he just the life he got it was like next year we're going to be there honey I promise but yeah you got to wear your Cowboys uniform you got to wear your shorts to your ankles <laughs> the white socks your K-Swiss all whites <laughs> or the, the, the Jordans with the, the, the I forgot what Jordan number they were with the uh-huh. blue the blue and white Jordans the, with the hologram logo on the side. Uh-huh. You remember those with like the the buttons. Y'all know what I'm talking oh, about. The, yeah. the, the holes on the side. Like with the Jordan 5 or something. Yeah, like those are the ones everywhere back when I was in third grade with a little hologram on the side. You got to yeah. wear, this, uh, like you said, the all white K-Swiss or the Jordans. You got to be blue and white to death. And yeah, we're going to see a whole lot of that. Good Lord. Like uh, when, the start, when the Mavericks won the championship, it was hot as hell. It was quarter million people at that parade in the dead of summer yeah I wasn't about to try it um but yeah go stars uh cause we Dallas loves a winning team we can care less about what sport it is we got you know, crickets here now is it yep boy let the cricket team do something good lord cause we got a sizable Indian population in, in the city yeah, yeah. A, lot, a lot of daisies any daisies listening shout out My, um is it 104.9, that station? Fun Asia. Yeah, it's the Fun Asia station, yeah. right? Shout out to y'all. Y'all, yeah. Um, cricket, boy, let that happen. Boy, a lot of cricket experts going to pop up. Um, so, yeah, uh, we love a winning team. Put it in front of us. 
we have lacrosse here with Panther City lacrosse team uh-huh. in Fort Worth. Put it in front of us. We don't give a shit here in Dallas. We will root. So yeah, go stars. All right. And on that note, um, Silica Joe. Yeah, Silica Joe. Signing out. Out. <laughs>